Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leela. Hello. How's it? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're so excited to have you back. Um, excited to be here. I feel like we could probably just have you back like every other month because every <laughs> time we talk, then they were like, wait, there's like five more episodes embedded in <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, we're thrilled to have you back. Um, how's how's everyone doing? Great. I'm so excited that the summer is almost over. It has been so miserable and I'm ready for some new, like a breath of fresh air, quite literally. Yeah, me too. We were just talking about this, um, last week we recorded a podcast and I was like, I was like really sad for summer to be over, but now that there's like actual fall weather, I would like, didn't realize how much I needed it. Like, I'm like, oh yes, this is exactly what I needed. So yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, okay. So today we're talking about productivity. Um, what it is, what it isn't, um, all kinds of things around productivity. So Leela, do you want to kick us off? with some initial thoughts? Sure. Um, so, you know, we always strive toward productivity. It's just seen as sort of this inherently good thing that we should want to be all the time. And it's interesting to me, we have these kind of set points for what we think is us being productive. And then we kind of like use that to beat ourselves up about what we didn't do. Like, if one day you do less than you usually do, then you're like, I didn't do enough. And if one day you do more than you usually do, then you're like, yeah, yeah I was super productive. But that, that level is always going to change. No matter how much you do, if you start to do more and more and more, that becomes your new set point. That becomes your new level that you're expecting of yourself. And so first of all, I think it's just really important to, to mention that maybe we should be appreciating ourselves for the productivity that we do have, no matter what we're not getting done. And I know we've talked about this, you know, when I've come on the podcast before, but um, I think especially in a productivity podcast, it's always important to, to mention, just don't, don't use what you're not doing to beat yourself up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like a, like a glass half full mentality. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get more done, that's great, but you don't have to do it in a way where, um, you're looking at, yeah, what's wrong with you. Like, I think sometimes we strive for productivity because we think there's something wrong with us. We think we're not, we're not doing enough. We're not being enough. And, um, 
Yeah. So I think we're going to talk today about what, you know, what it really means to be productive and why is it important, but also, you know, we were talking before we started recording about um, just staying busy versus actually being productive. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think we're going to get into all of that, like why, um, you know, what is it, what are the tasks that we're doing where we're just kind of making ourselves feel like we've been productive all day and checking things off the list versus how, when are we actually moving our business forward? And uh, then allowing ourselves to rest after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, for me, productivity, I always think about like the way I'm measuring productivity. So like, am I measuring it by like the number of things I checked off my list that day? Am I measuring it by like um the things like that I did work that I like enjoyed because sometimes I have like a super productive day. And then by the end of it, I just feel exhausted and it doesn't feel like that no matter what I accomplish, it doesn't feel like it was like worth it at the end of the day. Um, And there are other days where I feel like I have maybe accomplished less like quantity I've accomplished less but like quality I've like worked on something that like felt really important so like it took me if it took me like a whole day to write a blog I only accomplished one thing but like it was a good it was like a quality thing that like I enjoyed doing um so I think a lot about like the way that we measure it and I like what you said Leela about busy versus productive and for me that always goes back to like how do you um it's like how are you thinking about your overarching like goals and priorities and how the like day-to-day things that you're doing connect to those overarching goals and priorities because a lot of things we're just doing like busy work that aren't like exactly like you said that aren't actually moving us forward um to the bigger things that we want to be accomplishing yeah it's almost like this is such a silly metaphor but it's almost like if you were to like draw a line in pen the amount of ink that you use by just like going in a straight, like simple, um, thin line is so much less than if you were to draw in like marker and make this huge Mm -hmm. line where you're kind of like going all over the place as you try to go in a single direction. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. I think that's a great metaphor. And I think it's also all of those things that you add to your list just so you can cross off. Like, are, is that really being productive? I feel like I do that. So I remember like the tasks that I've gotten done. So they don't, you know, so they're out of my brain space, but I'm like, okay, I was completely avoiding what I really needed to do to be productive. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cause that's the most productive I, things, sorry. That's when I know my procrastination kind of snuck in. Exactly. The most productive things tend to be the ones that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to to find those busy work kind of tasks where we're like, yay, I'm getting stuff accomplished, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This, um, this task management app that I use, and this is like a pretty common, like project management technique too, but they have a thing, they have like a backlog in there. And so when you first started, I turned this off. (laughs) When you first started, if you move a task, across like basically if you put a task on your calendar today and don't do it and it moves to the next day like after a certain number of days it just goes away it just goes into your backlog because they're like if you haven't done it if you put it on your list but you haven't done it in in 15 days then like it's probably not that important um 
I know. I'm like, mm. <laughs> also, maybe I'm just procrastinating. But there are, or like I keep things, I do the same thing with my inbox where I have like the inbox view in Gmail where the unread messages are at the top and then it's like everything else. And so I mark things unread so they'll stay at the top until I like know what to do with them. Or maybe I'm waiting on someone else for something or, but they're always there. So it doesn't just like go into my inbox and disappear, but it like always stays at the top. But I have some in there that have like been in there for like months, right? Where it's like either I don't know what to do about it or I'm like someday I'm going to do something about that. Um, But there is, I mean, like that's how... Like, I think we were talking about how, like, using your calendar to think about, like, what you have to do, which between my, like, task tracking thing and my calendar, that's exactly how I manage my time is, like, I put not just meetings, but, like, work blocks and um, uh, personal things on there, like, working out or whatever it is, and then I move it when I don't do it. So, it's, like, today I'm going to spend two hours writing I didn't do that so I have to move it to somewhere else in the week or I have to move it somewhere to next week and so that block never goes away but sometimes it gets bumped I mean I have things on my like task tracking thing that are literally like I think I've bumped them for like up to 90 days but it's like still there (laughs) it's like still like remember this thing you said you were gonna do 90 days ago you didn't do it but it never goes away like it's still like staring me in the face so yeah. I mean, it's just like all the ways that like it, it's like my to do list never gets smaller. But I do like know even if I don't check things off, I'm like moving things across in a way where like eventually they're still going to get done. Yeah, I think staying organized is such an important part of productivity because we can spend we can spend hours just lost in trying to get <laughs> ourselves organized and like getting lost in the inbox, getting lost in all the different tasks and like, where did I put this to-do list versus that to-do list? And just having a system, taking the time to really make a system if you don't have one or or learn someone else's system is such a good use of time before, before just going into like, I have too much to do. I have to be productive right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm really bad at, this is like full disclaimer. And if any potential or new clients hear this podcast, they're probably going to be like, I'm not working with her. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. But like, if I have an interview and I don't take really good notes and I don't like go back and be like, this is what this client needs. This is what they're, you know, like all those things. If I don't take those notes and then they end up hiring me, I'm not excited to get to work for them because I'm like, oh man, now I have to like admit that I did not take good notes on that and I have to go back and like figure out a way. So that's where I am slow to start sometimes too. Like I feel like I just don't have that process. When I don't have those processes in place, it definitely affects my productivity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then knowing where you kept those notes too, having a system for, I know that every time I meet with a new client, I'm going to keep my notes in this folder or in this, you know, document so that I can find them and not be searching and searching. Yeah. I just had a client that I, or now a client, but someone that I interviewed with well over a month ago and she's like, okay, I'm ready to hire you. I'm like, oh, you're ready to like hire me to do what? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like the most vague like job description. And I was like, oh, and so like, I was really, 
I mean, professional about it. I'm like, okay, well, it's been, you know, X number of weeks since we've connected, you know, can we hop on a call just to kind of go over the expectations, make sure that your expectations are the same thing that they were a few weeks ago. Like I kind of, I, mean, I wanted to take care of her. I want I mean, cause I, if I decide on the spot or I think about it and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to work with that person. I will remove my application. So I did not remove my application. I just had no recollection of the conversation. So I just needed, and she's been a great client so far, you know, like it's been fun getting to like work with her. So it was good, but yeah, I just have to keep better notes or keep them longer. I don't know. I mean, like, I think that's a good point because I think being productive as a freelancer is like totally different than being a product, being productive as like a quote unquote, like normal employee Mm -hmm. Um, in most cases. Like maybe if you're like someone that's like an account manager and imagine managing like 75 accounts or something, then like you're, you, but you know what it's like to be a freelancer, but like um, you're holding like so many jobs and and clients and people in your head every, at any given point that like being able to um check all of those like check the boxes and like keep everything straight um and i mean like leah we've talked about leah has like i don't even know how many clients do you have right now leah um i'm down a lot right now i think i'm working with like 14 okay oh that's a lot that's a ton that's mm-hmm. a lot I'm usually like upper twenties. Yeah. And so like keeping all those things. And I think that's the other thing I think about productivity a lot too, is like, um, and I think women often fall into this trap just because like, we're naturally multitaskers. Like we research shows that women multitask way more than men do. Um, is that like in order, like, I think I fall into the trap where I'm like, there's no way I will get everything done if I'm not doing two things at the same time. Like it literally will not happen. Like there's absolutely no way. And so I'm constantly like, and when you're, when you have that many clients, you're like thinking about, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Leah, I do it with like my like five, but like, I'm con- I'm like, when I'm working with one client, I'm like thinking, or when I'm doing something for one client, I'm like thinking about like, okay, I still have to do like these seven things for like this other client. And there's this project and there's like this thing that's happening next week. So it's like, you really have to, um, for me, I find it really challenging to like focus <laughs> on one thing at one time. I'm really good at multitasking. Like I don't, I don't drop balls. Like I'm good at like getting things done. But I also sometimes feel like I am like breaking my brain in the process of doing it. Like, do things get done at a high level? Absolutely. Am I like a little bit of a crazy person? Yes. Right. And does it make it harder to focus on like non-work things? Um, totally. And so I think that like multitasking is a blessing and a curse um, that can make you more productive but not maybe not make the overall experience like a really great one. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that that goes back to the importance of organization because the more of that that you can get out of your brain and onto totally. paper, or the computer, or whatever your system is, um, the less that you're having to kind of like juggle mentally and the more brain power you have for each client. So I know I keep a list of um, you know clients and what I have, like what is the next step for each client? Like what project do I have? And then what do I need to do next? And that way, when I'm going through and doing my weekly scheduling, 
it's so much easier to to see visually what uh, you know what's coming up. What what do I need to focus on? Because they all have different deadlines, different you know um, timelines. And then another thing I like to keep a list of in this. I just use like notes, like sticky sticky notes in my computer, um, not like physical sticky notes. And um, I also like to keep a list of like two to five minute tasks because there are always those things. And it's, it doesn't matter if it's work-related or if it's personal, it's just like pay this bill or, you know, find this phone number, whatever it is, make, a, make an appointment. Um, because those are the things that you don't necessarily want to schedule on your calendar. But that I know for me, at least, I will be sitting there trying to concentrate on, you know, work and go, oh, I still haven't made that appointment. I still need to do this. And it's, it's very distracting. So just having a place where you can kind of download everything out of your brain and just have it and you know you're not going to forget it and so you, it allows you to forget it because you can come back to it later so important mm-hmm. yeah that's a huge one that's a huge one for me I have to get it out of my head or else it doesn't like a I will forget about it because my it, my brain just like constantly moves to the next thing um but I love those two to five minute tests too because um yeah, those, even though they like seem fast, those are often the ones that get like pushed mm-hmm. down, especially the non-urgent ones where I'm like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. renew my dog's registration with the county. Like that has been on my list for like <laughs> months because like it doesn't really matter, but like someday I have to do it, Um, but it wouldn't take that long. And so it's like those kinds of things where it's like, yeah. And if you have a list of those, like I could imagine a system in which you have a list of those where like you take an hour on a Monday or whatever, and you're just like, I'm going to take this one hour and I'm going to do my list of two to five minute tasks. And I'm just going to exactly. mark them all off because those are also, I find those are the kinds of things like, just like you said, Leela, that nag at the back of your brain. And that like makes it hard to focus on like deep work basically right when you have like so when if you can like clear that stuff off it makes it easier to focus on like the things that you need to be focusing on yeah and I think that's exactly the way to do it to schedule an hour schedule however much time you think you'll need this is my chunk of time to do my two to five minute tasks as opposed to scheduling them all individually on your calendar but just like boom 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 I'm gonna get through them all yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and another thing that I would mention is think about why you're not doing those things. I think it's really important to like, if there are these easy things, you know, aren't going to take a long time, you know, are important, but you're not doing them. Why? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't ask ourselves why we just go, I should be doing this. Why am I? I mean, not, <laughs> not why, but like why in a kind of blaming way, like, mm, why aren't you doing this as opposed to like, no, but actually, actually, why am I not doing this? Yeah. And a lot of times it's, it's really simple stuff. Like I know what I need to do, but I don't really like there's, there's a little step in this process that I'm not entirely sure about. Like, okay, if I need to renew my dog's registration with the county, who do I call about that? Mm-hmm. And I can find out by just Googling it really quick. But like, because there's that little bit of confusion in my brain, maybe I'm going to put it off. Maybe I'm going to not do it. And so I think I another thing that I do is make sub lists. And it sounds so silly and basic, but make little sub lists of like, what are all the steps involved? Like, open up a web browser, Google these terms, mm-hmm. you know, and just on the days that I'm most like my brain is most not wanting to, to get into it. It's so helpful to just have that very specific list of like 
step, baby step by baby step by baby step. Yep. Yeah. I think that that is so true. uh, What I often find a lot of times with people that I coach and like full on for myself as well is that um, you put all these things on your list. Like there's things that you have to do for clients because they are paying you to do them. So you don't really have any choice. (laughs) Like if you don't like doing those things, then you need to rethink your business model. Um, but like, I often find that people put things on their list because they like think it's the thing that they should be doing because like, I don't know, it's like something they used to be doing that like, isn't working anymore, or it's something someone else like told them to do, like, this is going to solve your problem. So you should like do this thing. And then they like never do it for me. It was like, I had, and I've tried so many different ways of doing this. I was raised as a meditator. And I've always been like, I need to meditate every day. And I would like put it on my calendar, like 30 minute block at noon. So at lunchtime, I'm going to take 30 minutes and I'm going to meditate. I literally never did it. Like not once, not one time. I think I did this like for a year. And that was one of those things where it just like noon came and went. And I was like, I don't really have to do that. Like I'll do it tomorrow. Literally never did it. And it's because like, you know, all the benefits of meditation and like all the reasons why you should. And I was like, why am I not doing this? And so I just found different ways to like get that same result that that I actually enjoy doing. So like I enjoy like moving meditation way more than just like sitting on the floor and meditating. So I put running on my calendar, which is something I actually do. And so I also think you can examine some of those things. Again, people are paying you to do what you got to (laughs) do. But you can examine some of those things that you're not doing and really think about like, why am I not doing that? And like, do I have to do it? In some cases, the answer is going to be yes. Like, do I have to renew my dog's registration? You can see him right there. Um, (laughs) Yes, I do have to do that eventually. But so it's not always possible to just like stop doing it. But like, I think more times than we think it is possible to stop doing it. You just have to be like, okay, I don't like doing that, but it's like all over. And I'm constantly telling myself I have to do it. Is there some way to just like not do it? Like let it go, like get it out of my life somehow. Um, So again, it doesn't apply to everything, but I think there are things in that category where people just do things because they think they're supposed to do them. And like, maybe you're not. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anytime those shoulds come up, it's a good, good opportunity to examine them. And, and actually, I think even with clients, sometimes there are, there are not, not always, but there are times when I think you can go to a client and say, you know what? I think the way that we're doing this could be improved. Oh yeah. And and some, and a lot of times that's beneficial for you and for the client. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I think the things around like you know, if you think about like a scope of work, like if you have like deliverables, those are like non-negotiables, but like the things around that, I think that's absolutely true. Like, do we need to be having this meeting every week? Right. Like, I hate going to that meeting, like whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like every time I have to, I look at that meeting on my calendar, I'm like, why am I having this meeting? That's like a perfect example of like, maybe you just don't need to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've recently had, I'm going to just piggyback on that, but I was feeling so like unproductive in one of my meetings that I had consistently on the calendar with a client every week. And that would be like our exchange. So she would bring stuff. I would bring stuff. I was always bringing the stuff 
And she was never like, she would always like, I didn't get to it, blah, 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 whatever. And I just simply got to the point where I was dreading it because I knew she wasn't and it was not becoming a high priority for me. And so I was like, am I going to have a meeting today? Am I not? It was super, a, a super frustrating thing for me. So what I did is I said, okay, I need by 8 a.m. your deliverable links to whatever, you know, whatever you committed to last meeting in my inbox if we're having a call. If it's not in there, we're going to punt the call for you to have that work time. Mm-hmm. And since we did that, like I know right away at 8 a.m. if I'm having that call or not. So then it's just turning an email into here's my stuff. I didn't get your email. Let me know. And we can fill, we can figure out another time later in the week. Or we can just connect on our call next week. Here's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it's taken that probably in the last six weeks, um, we've only had two meetings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't dread that meeting anymore. I'm still leaving that blocked in my calendar, you know, because I can work on that list of like those two to five minute tasks is when I'm working on that nice. um, instead of that meeting. Mm-hmm. But you have to kind of take, yeah, you have to kind of take control of what's preventing you from being productive too. But it takes a little bit to identify why you're not being productive. Yeah. And how to solve it. Yeah. And I think with those, like you can totally feel, those are the kinds of meetings that like I dread the most because you can feel, you know, you can feel like it's not a priority for the other person. And so you're like, why am I... (laughs) Why am I like constantly dedicating this time when like, whatever it is, like people don't show up or people don't do what they're supposed to do before the meeting or whatever it is. I think that's a perfect example of like, this is something that's not working um, that maybe we can just let it go and figure out how to like get there a different way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably the client's dreading that as well. And that's (laughs) the last thing you want is for the client to be dreading the time they have with you starting to associate you with that feeling of dread. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that may, I mean, like meetings are clearly like a completely different topic. Um, But I do think in general, I find that with a lot of my clients, we end up, I really like having like client checkpoint meetings because I think it like builds in like a natural place of accountability, whether it's weekly or biweekly or whatever it is. Where you like have that check-in and you're like, okay, here's what's going on back and forth, trade, whatever it is. You save up your questions for that meeting, whatever it is. Um, but I also think that like we're in like from a productivity sense, I think a lot of people are relying on meetings like that because they can't, they don't have like good systems for getting stuff done in other ways. Like you're relying on the meeting to be your checkpoint because you don't have a system to like get everything done without having that meeting so like when you get to that meeting you're like oh I have to do all these things in order to be to like have this meeting and so it's just not like it's not a great use of meetings but also if you like in my case like as the like project manager I'm the one that's keeping everyone on track and so if no one's going to do anything that they're supposed to do unless we have that meeting we're going to have the meeting (laughs) is it the best use of everyone's time maybe um but like yeah I think there's also this like tendency towards like having like defaulting to meeting instead of just like maybe we can just like get this done on like her own time 
Right. Yeah. I think meetings are a great example of one of those things that often feels productive, but doesn't really move you forward. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key to productivity is definitely getting rid of those, those things that are just busy work um, and not, and not actually moving you forward. So, I mean, when I say, I should probably clarify when I say moving you forward, what I mean is, is either work you're getting paid for by a client or work that is marketing your business or you know something else that really you're you wouldn't have a business if you didn't do um your business would not continue to to run to exist to function if you didn't consistently have a way to you know get clients keep up with your payments um you know, do the client work etc yeah so um yeah so first of all i think it can be so important to just look at your tasks, like make a list of every single task that you have and, and really look at it and go, okay, what, um, which of these tasks are crucial to me having a business and which are just Mm -hmm. ones that make me feel like I have a business Mm -hmm. is doing this going to help me get a client is doing this going to help me make money. Cause you know, a lot of times, especially as women, we don't often like to talk about money, but if you aren't making any money, you're not, you don't have a business. Amen. So, um, yeah, so maybe this is a good time to talk about how to schedule and how to, how to choose what to, what to keep and what to drop. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've kind of already shared mine. Like basically if it's done, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like I do, I guess I keep, and like, I go back and forth. Like, I think I keep my like two to five minute tasks in my like task thing. And then I keep anything that's an hour or longer. I put it on my calendar, like the actual work time. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it moves down if I don't do it. Or sometimes I delete it if I'm like, I'm just not going to get to that. Like, I have like a three hour writing block on my calendar every Monday. Do I write for three hours every Monday? Definitely not. Um, And so... Sometimes that just gets bumped. What about you guys? Well, Leah, you were mentioning uh, before we started recording about the importance of knowing what, what generally what works best for you, like what time of day you work best. How, how do you do that? Yeah. So I, it's been a long time coming to figure out of like when I'm most productive. And that is definitely like, I want to say that I'm a night owl, but I'm definitely not like I can do those tedious tasks in the evenings, but I'm not, don't expect me to build a whole web page or anything like past three o'clock. I just don't have it in my brain anymore. Um, so just kind of knowing when you're most productive and what does that mean for me? It's like, when I can sit down and I can focus and I don't have all the squirrel moments. Like I'm, I'm the queen of like looking out the window. Oh, squirrel. No, it's like, oh, I just got a notification for this. And if my notifications are taking over, like I know that I'm not working in my product, my productivity, like prime anymore. Um, but it's also important to set boundaries with that too. Um, so when I am working outside of the prime time that I like to work, it usually is because I failed to set a boundary with someone. If I say like, Hey, I need to have this content by X time and they don't have it to me and they get it to me late. Like I'll try and I'll try and get it done for them, but it's going to take one. It's going to take me longer just because it it's not in my bandwidth at that moment. But two, it's just not when it 
when I'm most efficient. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so scheduling things out, giving a little bit of a buffer time. I usually tell clients that I need stuff a day before because that gives them 24 hours to be late. People are just don't honor deadlines. Um, and I feel like that's something that I don't really have a lot of control over. Um, but it also affects my work productivity too. So I have to kind of, I have to set a boundary for that yeah. and that expectation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to do it too, to, yeah. to give them a 24 hour buffer rather than expecting them to be on time and then being upset when they aren't. Right. And I let clients know like, Hey, I have, you know, Thursday afternoon scheduled to work on your task, you know, so they're not expecting me to have it turned around on Monday afternoon, or like, this is the day that I'm working on your stuff this week. And if they, if they are respecting the boundaries that I have in place and they're respecting that schedule, then I'll kind of tell them more. But if they're constantly like waiting until the very last minute, that's, that kind of causes a little bit of a chaotic mess too. So I think that's important to kind of have that knowledge of who your client is or who you're working with too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those boundaries are like so important and it's so hard. I think to like, you just, you, I think your our natural instinct is to like bend over backwards for our clients so that they like us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also think that like people aren't always used to working with freelancers, understanding that like, I don't just have time whenever, whenever to just like do what you want me to do. Like I have other clients, I have other responsibilities. Like I can't just drop whatever I'm doing to like turn something around last minute. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, similar to what you've done with meeting with that meeting example, Leah, I've done the same thing where I'm like, I need you to like review this by X date and give me feedback. And if you don't, like we're not having this meeting, this training isn't happening on time. That mm-hmm. deliverable is not coming to you on time. Like that just like is what it is. And sometimes it's like, I will just like cancel a meeting like five minutes before the meeting and be like, you did like, you didn't get me your stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't, cause I also know that for me, I definitely do not do my best work when I'm like stressed, pressured, like trying to rush is like, right the worst possible scenario for me. Some people like really thrive under pressure like that. I do not. And so I know that like, I can't, like, I can literally can't do things last minute. It just does not work for me. Um, and so those boundaries are super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so let's say you schedule everything on your calendar, you know, when you're supposed to do stuff and Sarah, you, t- you touched on this before. What happens if you don't do it you know you can do you just keep moving it forward forever like how do you do, do you all rearrange your your schedule in the middle of the week or how far in advance do you schedule and what do you do when you don't follow it um I it depends on I basically schedule out on like a project basis based on like deliverables or like things that I have to do so like I know I have to do a training next week then like I have backed up deadlines for like them to get me feedback on a thing for the training. And then like, I have like an hour on my calendar two days before the training that I'm going to like prep for it. Um, and so like that, that instance, like that hour can't move. Like it could move all the way up to like right before the training. But like I said, I don't function very well that way. So those are the kinds of things where like it can move only so far. Like I was going to do it tomorrow, 
And I was like, nope, I'm going to have to push it to to Tuesday. But it literally can't move any farther than Tuesday. So there's like non-negotiable things that like they can move to a certain point and then like they can't move anymore. But that means that then other things might have to move to, because that thing can't move. Um, so yeah, I will bump things down only as far as I possibly can and then um, delete things if I... If I'm just if, a, if I they don't have to get done, and b, if um, I just like don't end up doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I want to read about. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just think that understanding priorities is important too. So, like, I always make a master list of everything that has to get done in the week. And then I go through that, like, I just use that as my brainstorming time of here's everything that I need to do, like just that brain download. And then I'll go back and I'll put like high priority, medium priority, low priority. And so I'll try and get a balance of every day. Like I take some of the high priority things mixed with the medium priority things. And then I make sure that I still get a couple of the low priority things just so they're still inching their way done. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that, that helps a lot. Um, and I usually, I try and start with the things that I'm least excited about. Oh, that's mm, good. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that always happens, but that's, that's what I try to do. Um, just so I can cross that off my list and be done with it and celebrate a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like to reevaluate midweek because I'm such a fan of scheduling and I'm also, I'll be honest, not always, always that great of following my schedule. Um, you know, you get better over time. It's definitely a, a practice makes improvement kind of thing. You're never going to be perfect at it, but, um, but yeah, there are always going to be things that take longer than you expect or things that you get to it. And you're just like, wow, I cannot think about this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like to reevaluate midweek, like Wednesday or Thursday and see, you know, are the things that I have on my schedule for the next couple of days still the biggest priority right now? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I schedule everything out on Monday, schedule out my whole week on Monday, take about an hour to, to just get everything on the calendar. Um, and then, yeah, de definitely need that reevaluation time. And I also like to schedule blocks of time that are for rescheduling <laughs> but what I mean by that is like you schedule things you know not everything's going to happen or you schedule things and sometimes interruptions happen or a client needs something unexpected and you have to move things around because you know sometimes it's your fault sometimes it's it's not sometimes things just happen but if you schedule your week to the brim then there's no place to move things around if you have to yeah so I like to have blocks of time that are just sort of for overflow where if something doesn't get done earlier in the week for whatever reason, it can go into that um, one of those times later in the week and there's still time for everything and it's not cutting into my personal time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I basically do that like every day. Like I do it like as the day is progressing where I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not going to get to that. I got to move it over. Or like I slept late and did not work out this morning, so I'm going to have to move that one over. Um so, yeah, and sort of doing that, like, real time, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. It's good. And I also think it's really important to mention that 
sorry, my brain just went off in like five different directions and I <laughs> don't know exactly where I was going with that. So I will come back to it if it comes back to me. It, it'll come back eventually. Yep. <laughs> my brain has that all the time. <laughs> so um, for me, I'm, I might go against the grain a little bit from what you guys do. I don't put things directly on my calendar from like noon to two, I'm working on this. I have just like, here's my task list for the day. This is my work time. And I do whatever moves me. Like I'm just very like accountable to here's my list. This is what I have to get done. It's like non-negotiable. Like it's getting done because I have so many random things that come up. Like I might have a client that messages me that if I don't respond to them quickly, like I'm not, it's going to prevent something from getting done when I need it to get done later in the week or something like that. Um, so I have to have a little bit of that built-in flexibility. So that's what's been working well with me. Like just I'm working on client one this day, client two this day, you know, and kind of mingling things around that. Mm -hmm. I just know that I'm sitting at my desk from this time to this time. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of trial and error and figuring out what works best for, for you as an individual. Exactly. Do you want to schedule specific time slots? Do you want to just have a list? Mm -hmm. um, and I yeah. think owning that and just accepting like that, you don't, you're not going to be the same as the next person. You know, you have to figure out what works best for you. Totally. But yeah. also try things because I think there are a lot of people who just go, oh, I don't want to schedule. I don't want to deal with that. I like this. I'm just going to keep doing it this way. But I always say, just try it out for a couple of weeks and, and experiment. Don't look at it as every single week has to be optimal but just experiment, play around, see what works and what doesn't work. Cause a lot of times you'll be surprised. I used to hate scheduling and now I cannot work without it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the only metric there is like, does it work? Cause yeah. I think I'm constantly surprised by the number of people that I interact with, whether they're clients or like coaching clients or whatever it is where it's like, um, or like colleagues where it's like, you're constantly dropping balls have no system and when I ask them I'm like how do you keep track of everything you do during the day they're like I don't know and I'm like you got to try some like the only metric is does it work like it it can't it can be whatever system you want it to be but like if you're not if you're constantly like complaining about not getting things done or like dropping balls or like I don't know what's going on or like whatever it is but you're not doing anything about it that's where I'm like, yeah, it, I'm like, you just got to try something to Absolutely. your point. And track your time because we don't realize how much time actually goes to those like trying to get organized tasks, trying to figure out where right. to start, trying to figure out what the next step is. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of using a different part of your brain to, to, to make that plan versus to carry out the plan. So having to go back and forth in the moment between what do I do next? And what's the next top priority? And actually doing it is so much more taxing than take setting aside the, the time to make the plan and then later carrying out the plan once those decisions are already made. Totally. Right. I have a friend who constantly is busy and I know them well enough where I, I'm completely fine calling them out. I'm like, are you really that busy or are you busy not knowing what you need to do. Like where, where are you at? Like, can mm -hmm. I, 
Like, because every time I'm like, Hey, we should do this or, Hey, we should do that. I'm busy. Or like, I got to get back to you. I don't know what I have going on. I'm like, how do you not know? Like how, like, I don't, that is beyond me. And it's just like, they don't have a system. Like they're so busy in their brain because they don't write things down. And so they have the weight of the world on their shoulders of all of their tasks that they have to get done, but they don't know when they're going to get them done. And so it just is maddening to like try and make plans. I'm like, I can't even like, I just can't let me know when it works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it just doesn't like plans do not get made. then. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yes. Maybe we have the same friend. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I have many people in my life who are like that, where I'm like, I mean, I think to along those same lines, though, too, like, I think there are people that are like naturally good at this stuff and people who are not. So like, first thing I would say is like, if you're not like, maybe hire a coach who is or like get yeah. some system, like borrow some systems from someone who knows what they're doing. And I would also say like, if you're not like to the point about productivity and like fake productivity versus real productivity, like measuring what you do based on whatever metrics you have I would also say like it's not the same for every single person so like I'm naturally like a super productive person the amount of things that I can get done in a day is maybe not the same amount of things that like someone else can get done in a day and like that's fine but Mm -hmm. also I think that like if you're playing to your if you're doing things that you're naturally good at like I'm getting a lot of stuff done because I'm doing things I'm naturally good at. Other people are doing things that they're naturally good at are not going to be the same things that I'm good at. They might be getting a lot more done in a day. So I think it's all like a little bit relative too. of like, don't always like hold yourself to other people's standards. And if you feel like your life is falling apart, you never know what's going on. Maybe try and get a system. (laughs) Maybe. Yes. Um, You guys will get a kick out of this. I don't know if you guys both know this or not, but I have a, 16 year old who is doing, um, four college option classes. And so he's with college students and like, they're the high school is coming out of like COVID season where there was no penalties for late assignments. So that's been his like last two years of school. Oh, turn it in by the end of the semester and you'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Like that just like drives me crazy, but that's where we're at. So now no college professors are accepting late work. And so he's got four classes. Three of them have like, here's your task list for the week. They posted on the announcements. Great. Here's your checklist. He's got one class that he has like six chapters to do a month. He has to write two papers in that month. He's got so many discussion posts that he has to do within that month. So the first deadline was last Friday. Okay. So he's had a month to do this. And I just did my check-in with him. And last Monday, he did not even have any of those started. So I was like a mad raging, like, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, I got till Friday. What are you worried about? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, okay. That was just like the most eye-opening parenting experience ever of like, okay, I thought that I'm, I'm teaching independence here. Okay. I, my goal for my children when they leave my house is to be successful, independent adults. Okay. Whatever that is defined at by themselves. Okay. It is what it is, but that's my goal for them. And I just had to let it go. I'm like, all right, fine. So he has a ton of homework this week and I'm like, maybe you should park your video controller. 
like, maybe you should just park the controller in my bedroom for the week. And he's like, why? I got everything done. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do it just fine. I'm like, okay, like, fine. Like, where do you like intervene at this point? Because you know, dang well, like this kid, I have no idea where he's going to get it done. And you just kind of, you can't control things. Everyone has to figure their own productivity out themselves, but it's challenging. There's my funny story. Like that's where we're at in this parenting journey right now. And it's all about habits, right? Like that's, that's why I love talking about habits is I think it's, it's just, you know, we get in these, like you said, with COVID they had the leniency. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. why, why plan ahead if you don't have to? Yep. And then you just have to sort of like slowly step-by-step find your way back to what does work for you. And, um, I'm having yeah. a real hard time with this mom, this momhood thing though. Like, does he not see who I am? Does he not see how <laughs> pro, like proactive I am? Like, have I not taught him anything? Does he see me like going crazy in the background? And I just like, I got to step back. Like not my circus, not my monkeys. Like we have a whole contract written up of like, if he gets an A, like he's good to go. Like I'm not paying for it. Like he, he doesn't have to pay for anything. Like if he gets anything below like a B, he's got like these percentage ratings. So he, he knows that we both signed it, him going into this. So I now just feel like it's sink or swim, buddy. Like, <laughs> I love it. and I'm like, Oh, I love yeah. it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Every it's a, it's a different threshold for everyone. Everyone yeah. to learn. Everyone's going to learn the systems that work best for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is so important. I, I mentioned this earlier, but taking time out to to really learn to to organize, learn to to schedule is so so mm-hmm. critical because we often think, like you were saying about your friend Leah, we often think that we don't have time. Like we're too, I'm too busy to take the time to get organized. I'm too busy to make to take the time to learn how to yep. schedule my life. But if you can just pause for a day or a week or however long it takes to, to really learn a system and then, you know, implement it slowly at your own pace because people tend to just dive in. They're like, okay, now I'm going to start scheduling. And every single week I'm going to schedule every single thing I do. And it's going to be perfect. And that's not how humans work. So (laughs) start small. Don't, don't beat yourself up about what you're not doing. I'm not a person who is naturally good at organizing or scheduling at all. And that's why I love teaching it and talking about it because I was just such a mess when I started freelancing. I love working with people who are like a total hot mess who are just like, I don't know. I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> well, and often it's easier. It's, it's, I think it's sometimes it's harder for me to teach that stuff because I'm naturally really good at it. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes easier to teach things that like you really had to spend time learning yourself, Absolutely. not things that are like your innate strengths because you've gone through the process of learning it. You're not just like, oh, it just comes naturally to me. It's like actually yeah. really hard to teach other people things that come naturally to you. Yeah, Very. yeah, Very Great. Great. Um, I actually have a, a freebie on my website called how to get through your to-do list, how to actually get through your to-do list. So if anyone wants to know more about um, scheduling and, and why we sometimes put off tasks over and over and over and over and over <laughs> without doing them, um yeah go to leelacombach.com yeah we'll link it in the um we'll link it in the show notes cool thanks all right y'all well as always this was wonderful we could probably have like seven more podcasts on this topic um 
but I think we'll wrap this one up. Um, so thanks. Thanks Thank for you. having me. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.